this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Oh, sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new season, a new a new show, really. Pretty much a new uh, episode of AfterBuzz Homeland, a new show, a reboot, a uh, reestablishment. We've reset the button, and, and things are starting over, uh, starting, I guess, with me. Uh, Thaddeus Massey is not here today, but he will be back uh, as your lead host. However, I am Nando Velasquez, returning from last season. We have uh, lost... Uh, Lauren Leonelli, unfortunately, uh, she's still she, alive. She's still yeah. alive, but we lo- she's hunting down uh, Rupert Friend, so she's looking for for Peter Quinn. Uh, coincidentally, <laughs> the second she leaves, Rupert Friend, uh, you know, Peter Quinn has a sex scene. So go figure. She's probably at home freaking out right she's, now. She's losing probably at home, mind. Lo- losing out. But but let me introduce uh, two new members of the uh, group that are joining us. First of all, uh, directly to my side here is Lexi Hammersfar. Hi guys, so glad to be here. Awesome. Did you say your last name right? Yes, he did. The I, ham is far away. The ham is far away. Can't I, I will not forget it because of that. The ham is far away. <laughs> and and joining me, a, a, a reunion of sorts from 24. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Danny Hoyt. Hi, guys. Danny Hoyt here. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mention this, but it's so funny that drones were a big part of 24. They and, were. And drones seem to be a big part, at least so far uh, this season. They seem to at least be on the forefront. 24-esque. 24-esque. Yes. Well, They're definitely. A, a little bit. A little bit. A couple teasers. Well, couple you know, with Howard Gordon on here as an executive producer, we expect some some similarities yeah. in 24 from season one. But yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to be covering for this next 45, 50 minutes, so we don't have much time, uh, the first two hours of uh, the show, which was uh, the Drone Queen and uh, <laughs> Trilon and Ferrisphere, I believe is how you say it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Those are the names of the first mm-hmm. two episodes. But let's talk about this, because... I think uh, out of all the shows that were returning this fall, that Homeland had the biggest mystery, the biggest question mark, the biggest press behind it because of the death of, if spoiler, if you guys don't know, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching this show, you should know that uh, one of their main characters, spoiler alert. thank you very much, Sean Everton, <laughs> <Spoiler alert. laughs> that we lost the major character. Actually, he's right up on our screen yeah, here let's, if you're let's watching. Mention that. Brody. We gotta, this is the last time we'll use this picture. It's an, it's an homage to Brody. Yes, absolutely. Nicholas Brody... Uh, hung by 
uh, the throat till dead uh, at the end of season three. And what a what a way to end! That's why there was so much press because people had no idea where are you going to go with the show. Well, so much anticipation. How could you possibly get us hooked back in? Well, so, people people that was thought the yeah, people thought that this show hinged on the relationship between Carrie and Brody. It did. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't but they, now. It doesn't now. It absolutely well, it can't now. Yeah, because uh, because he's gone. Unless you do a lot of flashbacks or a prequel or something. But I think that yeah. was you know to be honest, that was a question in my mind. Like what what is going to hook me? What you know what could I possibly tune mm-hmm. back in to see? What's going to be the big debacle? There was a lot of stage setting, but there was definitely some things that that. I think I'm very excited to see yeah. what happens. I know that uh, we were talking about it at the end of last season with Lauren and, and Thaddeus, and they both were not as optimistic as I was. I felt, you know, <laughs> you have the reset button. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of dug yourselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think so far from seeing the first two hours? Do you agree with that, or, or do you think uh, – what, what do you think? I think that there was so much anticipation leading up to this season premiere, and from what I saw from the tweets after the show ended online, I mean – it they absolutely delivered with the season premiere. They revamped it. They redid it. There was so much excitement in the episode, the two episodes. I'm just I'm so excited for the rest of the season. Great. What do you think, Danny? Uh, you know what? Like I said, I was really skeptical. Uh, I do like what they did. I think it took a long time to get there, but you kind of have to do that. That's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You have to set the stage a little bit. And I, I even said this while we were watching, the three of us watched together. It took till about 45 minutes into the first episode before I started feeling that homeland anxiety feeling mm-hmm. that was what kept me coming back the last three seasons. So, uh, I am excited. I do think there's some, there's some, uh, developments I'd like to see. There was one thing in the teasers at the end, and we, we can talk about this later, but they said something about the relationship and feelings mm-hmm. between Quinn and Carrie. Yeah. Which is a whole story that I want to see played out because it's been something that I, I wasn't on the show, but that was my, well, that was one of the, it's been building up. Yeah, yes. it's always been building up, but with Brody in the picture, you never really could go there because right. Carrie was right. so infatuated and with everything Brody. Yeah. And now we finally can. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Go there. So it's going to be really interesting. I, I read it on one of the articles online that they said pretty much Peter Quinn is the leading man. Rupert Friend is the leading man now yeah. of, of mm-hmm. Homeland. I mean, I mean, Mandy Patankin's always in it. He's always, uh, you know, he's a, a linchpin. Well, it looks like he's going to come into play a lot. And he's going to come right. into play. But, but as far as any kind of sexual tension, as far as a character that has a lot of action, it could Peter never, Quinn, be, it could right. never be with Saul. It could never be with Saul. <laughs> Fans would riot if it was Carrie and Saul. I don't even oh, want to picture that. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh my gosh! Speaking of beards, nice beard by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I, this is my song look. I got my song look for the yeah, new we season. We appreciate that. That's dedication right there. That man. is dedication to a show. That's absolute <laughs> dedication to a show. So let's just briefly uh, talk about where the cast w- left off at the end of last season. Yeah. We know about Brody. Uh, Carrie was getting a position in Istanbul as the chief of uh, the chief of the agency over there for CIA. Mm-hmm. Saul was getting moved out by Lockhart. It was it was after a very tumultuous um, back and forth mm-hmm. between yeah. those two guys. It was it ended up on a good high note because of the success of the mission from season three, which has now Iran uh, more or less, you know, they have their man from Iran in there uh, to work with the U.S. and they were able to get the uh, sanctions. Uh, they were able to get people in there to inspect the nuclear project over mm-hmm. in, in Iran. But anyway, so Saul kind of left somewhat of a hero. Uh, he's in the private sector. And Rock I was a fan of this personally, by the way. Of what? Because I, because I hated the, the rift between Saul and his wife and I really wanted to see a little bit of resolve there. Yeah. I wanted to see... Right. 
I think he deep down hated it as well, but that was his job. That's what he's passionate about. But he wanted, you know, obviously to be there with his wife. So yeah. I kind of was excited to see where they went with that. I think that's going to be a sub storyline as well. Again. Oh, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to definitely come into play. But yeah. we see Saul kind of going into the private sector and, and spending time with his wife. And uh, Quinn, we didn't really know what was going to happen to him at the end of the last season. But uh, Lockhart's in charge. That's pretty much where we left it off. We start off with this, uh, the first episode, pretty much seeing Carrie out in the field. But it's not in Istanbul. Mm-mm. It's over in Kabul. Uh, right. over in uh, Pakistan, uh, I'm sorry, Afghanistan, I believe. Uh, and I thought it was a really interesting scene. I just want to bring up, I don't want, we're not going to go chronologically because we don't have time to go through everything, but I do want to bring up the first scene uh, of the show was her in a car driving through Afghanistan and getting out, taking a walk in what seemed to be a really bad part of town yeah. in the middle of the night. It seemed a little unrealistic to me, honestly, that there was only one security guard with her walking through the streets. Yeah. I feel like if you're in Kabul, knowing how dangerous it is, you would have more than just one yeah. person guarding you. Yeah. Especially when she's so high profile for the CIA. Well, high profile, but not outed, kind of like not we'll outed, see later. No. Yeah, kind of still. But still, you know, you stand out in a Middle Eastern country when you're blonde, uh, blonde hair, in a business eyed, suit. In yeah. a business suit. Yeah. So, so kind of a little risky. But we always knew from Carrie before that she didn't, she didn't always make the most sense right. when she came up with these ideas. <laughs> so, uh, and we, uh, we see her taking a quick walk, a little jaunt down the street. A jaunt, if you will. A jaunt <laughs> until she gets a call to come into, uh, back over to home base over there where she is talking to one of the new characters from the season although although a little short lived uh Corey Stoll who which and I think when she got this phone call by the way it let it gave us an insight into how important she was she got the call she said I'll be right there and as soon as she came in it was like game time like really how important and crucial she is to what she was doing yeah mm-hmm. I think there were some questions to you know her mental stability obviously has always been a question. So right. how serious and how trusted she was. But well, we got an idea into that. Well, again, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It takes uh, just to see the first five minutes of the show. We see her giving orders, even orders yeah. to, uh, mm-hmm. with the military to stop the car. I yeah. want to walk. It's something kind of like you could see the president, like in other shows, like a president right. saying, I want to take a walk. I don't care. You guys come with me. She's right. kind of like yeah. something of empower. Where she gets to command the military, and yeah, the second she comes in, she's being debriefed. She goes into a secure uplink room to talk to uh, Sandy, yeah. mm-hmm. who we find out is uh, the chief of sta- uh, station chief over in Islamabad, and they're working together over this bombing over uh, Hassan uh, Haghani. Hakani, I believe I'm saying the name correctly, who is like the fourth, uh, number four on their most wanted list as far as high value targets. And what we learn, first of all, uh, also to bring up, this takes place, I guess, about a year roughly. They didn't say exactly how far, but about a year later, because obviously Carrie had the kid, which we don't see right away. Mm -hmm. And the kid's been uh, at least a few months old. So uh, we see them working together. And apparently Sandy has a source. Uh, that they've gotten some high value targets before. A uh, dark source. A dark source. Mysterious. Very mysterious. And we see that, uh, this one, this, this target right now is very different. It's a very different day as far as mm-hmm. we're concerned because mm-hmm. Carrie automatically is not comfortable with the time frame, uh, of, of, as far as when they have to attack. They, apparently they have a very limited time window before he escapes, before he leaves, and she's feeling a lot of pressure. So, uh, and Sandy, Sandy says, look, you know, we, we always double confirm these but my source is solid we're good so carrie makes the decision after checking with her sources checking for pakistani airspace checking drones mm-hmm. uh they end up using f-15s instead mm-hmm. uh to actually bomb this uh remote this remote house uh I mean, my thoughts are actually, I mean, it seems cut and dry. I mean, she, it seems on the surface like she's checked everything out. Yeah. Did you guys feel the same way or did you guys feel, what do you guys feel about that whole scene? 
I think if you're if you're in a time restriction, then there's only so much that you can do before you lose this target who's supposed who's so high up on your kill list. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me that she went through what she thought was a checklist, a full checklist, and then made a decision. You don't have a lot of time to bring a lot of emotions into that, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I don't feel like she took any shortcuts. She did what she could with the time that was allotted, and I think she did what would most people would do in that situation. So I no, I had no I had no fault in that. I feel like she had le- legitimate questions, but I, yeah. in the time frame you can't do everything that you want to necessarily do, so mm-hmm. she did what was best. I feel judgment. Yeah. I feel many people would probably not make as many questions, have yes. as many questions right. as Carrie did and not put as much emphasis into this as she did. And we we see that, you know, eventually this becomes somewhat of a mistake or, or I mean it's it's a uh, I guess you could see both sides of it. Right, far. but again, even yeah. the process of it validated for me where like that she's like fully back to 100% capacity, operational capacity, mm. back mm-hmm. to like carry with zero mental side issues, at least in that moment. At least right. in that moment. We see that it obviously is going to probably have, it's probably going to have an effect on her right. later on this season once she finds out that they actually bombed a wedding and there were 40 civilians in there that were all members of, uh, of Hassani's family. Yeah, but at first she right. looked kind of like cold-blooded to it, like when she first saw Quinn and he was like, well, it doesn't bother you. And she just kind of like, I think she justified it. She kind of like Sandy yeah. did, you know? But uh, she was able to compartmentalize. Mm. Well, That's part of the job. You know, I'll bring something up. You reminded me of something. I'll bring that up in a second. But one thing I wanted to say that was also really weird is right after, and we see the shot. We see the shot from the satellite, and all of a sudden, you see this house, bird's eye view, and then boom. Totally gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next second later, they bring out a birthday cake. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they say, for she's a jolly good fellow. Mm-hmm. And, and which I thought was such a weird, I mean... I guess it's awesome in a weird way, you know, to see this scene, to see them just celebrate a death with with a birthday. I thought about this. Here's what was interesting to me. She said, uh, I believe it was the chief or whoever the guy that was that she was talking to said that they were hijacking off a NATO satellite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was different in that as soon as they were done, they backed off somebody. They were on somebody else's transmission. It wasn't like their uplink and then, okay, let's shut it down and do the whole. It was like they were illegally, not illegally, but they were on something they shouldn't have been on. So as soon as they were done, they cut it off. I felt like that was easier to remove yourself from that situation be like okay next as opposed to like winding down and debriefing from a process i guess it's just so, so weird because it was kind of like was, a, it was but it's also weird. probably pretty realistic if really? you're over there and it's your birthday okay, you might have just thing. done a drone we strike killed, but there's the cake we just killed somebody well, even like when later on maggie was like how's your day she's like ah, i interrogated two suspects yeah. you know ran blah 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 it was like that's the norm hmm. and to them in the moment they don't know right then that it's a wedding so all they know is that, hey, they just killed number four on their list. Yep. Oh, no, I, check, a cake. Next, oh, I yeah. get that. Yeah. I, I totally get the whole wedding thing. I just think it's kind of weird. And also, just it's so little... weird. It's kind of like very like the office of TV show, the way they celebrate their, the birthday. It was like, hey, it's a really awkward little birthday cake. <laughs> the it drone says the queen. drone queen, which I think <laughs> says so much about her character that they yeah. call it because it's like the ice queen, the drone queen. The drone yes. queen. How much more robotic or, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like an insult in a weird way. but she Backwards just, way. Yeah, in yeah. a backwards way. But she kind of accepts it because she is... At that moment, kind of robotic. You have to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After a death like that. Ugh, ah, Crazy. Yeah. But I think that's a really, it's a really funny name, the drone queen. And they keep talking about drones, even though the drones didn't, um, they didn't use drones at least to right. do the bombing in this case. So, uh, so she celebrates her birthday and then we find out, kind of talking about, we find out that it was a wedding that, uh, they did confirm the kill. They saw mm-hmm. it on TV, but, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the, uh, Taliban, the Islamic Taliban is upset and they are swearing for revenge. Uh, like, and like you said, Sandy and, uh, Carrie pretty much have the same theory. It's like all those people there, they should have known what they were in for. That really interested me the way that, the way that Sandy said that. He's like, well, 
you know, that was their decision. They knew what was that he they endangered or he endangered them, not us. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting how he pushed it off on them, and then she reiterated that to Quinn later, and he said, "Well, Sandy said the same thing. He yeah. put their lives at risk, not us." But I think what's interesting about that too is that technically she had the same issues with Brody. I mean, she was kind of in Brody's crossfire. Yeah. She yeah. she was a casualty of war through Brody. And kind of like in the same way that perhaps his family, you know, may know that Azani's a terrorist and, and they know what they're in for if they're spending any time with him. You know, Carrie's spending time with Brody yeah. all those past three seasons. So I think it was really like her mentality is like, hey, it happened to me. I, you know, that's that's the way it is. If yeah. you if you associate yourself it with is these what kinds it of people. It is guilt by association. Yeah. And then the other interesting thing I want to bring up about uh, Carrie definitely in the beginning is we noticed, you know, pills were a big deal for her oh, <laughs> in the yeah. past couple seasons. Uh, Freaking lush, ambient and wine. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yikes. That uh, that could be very lethal. That can be, you know. But obviously, she's having trouble sleeping. That's why she's doing the combination. Yeah. People do do that, even though it's not a safe to uh, do. Do yeah, right. it's not a safe thing to do. No, but uh, but at least it's uh, it's not her usual medication. It's just something to, to cope with the lack of sleep that she's been having over there. And uh, of course, she's also checking in on her uh, on her baby on Franny. Who's staying with her sister? Last season, uh, when she was still contemplating about keeping the baby mm-hmm. or not, her dad uh, actually said he would take care of the baby if it came down to it. Um, and he, her dad, uh, was apparently with the baby in that first scene, and that's why we um, we didn't see him technically. Uh, his, her sister played by Amy Hargraves, but um, you know this is this is unfortunate. Uh, if you follow the news, James Re- uh, Rephorn, who played her dad, actually passed away. Yeah. Really so sad. yeah. So it's a it's a you know rather than I guess talking about his death, uh, at least for right now, they're just writing him uh, off camera. They're writing him off camera at least. Right. Uh, and and uh, so if anyone has any questions, why we did we saw a lot of her sister and not her dad, who was a pretty big player in the first three seasons. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's why. So uh, it's a it's a shame, but you know. Yeah, he was a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a really really. I actually, good first actor. remember from Meet the Parents. It really? was a big shot. <laughs> Pick the shot, Fokker. It was a big shot. Uh, yeah, great actor. That's uh, sad. But I think the way they did it was, was appropriate. Yeah. Now, so. But we definitely find out that uh, Carrie is keeping away from Franny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she could have taken the station over at, in Istanbul. But she chose uh, she chose a different station that was a lot more volatile and more action. And probably for someone like her who loves to be in in the middle of the action it's probably great for her but it also keeps her away from Franny I think that's the bigger thing is that it keeps her away from Franny because Franny is such a reminder of Brody Mm -hmm. I mean she Mm -hmm. has the red hair and looks so much like him yeah oh my god yeah they got a good baby for that they got a good (laughs) yeah they they did whoever casted that baby did a great job Uh, yeah I think her reasons are multifaceted I wouldn't say that the majority of it is Franny my personal opinion, I think the majority is that she likes the action. She wants to feel involved. She wants to make decisions. She wants to have power. Yeah. Which we saw her have, but I do think Franny is part of the decision. And she was wrestling with this in the season finale last season. Yeah. Uh, she mm-hmm. was definitely wrestling with, she wanted to be back out in the field. She, she's a company girl and she wants to be out there in the middle of it. And yeah. I think some of it too is she's running away from Brody and avoiding it. And part of that involves Franny, mm-hmm. obviously. So, uh, so we see her definitely just, Dealing with things her own way with Ambien and wine and throwing herself into work. So, uh, we, um, we get introduced to Sandy. Uh, we talked a little bit about him over, he's the uh, chief, um, agent over at uh, Islamabad, but Peter Quinn is also over there. We should talk about him. Rick and Peter Quinn. Because, uh, yeah, Lauren Leonelli's favorite person. 
Peter Quinn. So he is over there, and uh, he seems to be... I think the thing with him, he had a bit of crisis of conscience last season after killing that kid in the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. And it, first of all, my first thought is really, even though we kind of knew he was coming back, it's a bit of a surprise to see him out in the field, especially when he really wanted to quit last season, and he had moments where he wanted to get out of... Uh, just get out of the government job and tired of being an assassin. But he's out in the field, out in the Middle East, over in Islamabad, which is probably not much better than in Kabul, even though uh, we find out later that Carrie asked him to come with her mm-hmm. and he refused. Uh, and we see him and the ambassador played by, uh, I have her name, Layla Robbins, who is also from In Treatment. She was great as the ambassador uh, for Pakistan, mm-hmm. um, trying to... Um, Trying to figure out what, you know, this whole aftermath of the wedding and talk to Sandy. So, uh, we end up just to race things along. We end up having, uh, Sandy and it's going to be a meeting. Everyone's being called into Islamabad. So Carrie being the only person who wasn't there has to fly in. So we definitely get to see a little, a little conversation between, um, between Carrie and Quinn. And, and we definitely see again that crisis of conscience. So why do you think that? It's really interesting to see that Quinn doesn't want to be with Carrie, even though we know something's going to happen somewhere down yeah. the line, mm-hmm. at least for starters. What do you think is on Quinn's mind to keep him resistant to, to at least in the very beginning? Well, while some of his troubles haven't been directly her fault, she's been the crux of like the common denominator of what's led him down some of these paths yeah. where he's had to make some questionable calls that have gone against his better judgment. And mm-hmm. I think put him in places where he's had to do things like the situation that happened with the kids. So I think he looks at her as trouble. Hmm. And while there's a lot of good things, it's mostly been complicated processes and, and decision making that he wouldn't have otherwise been in Yeah, necessarily, you know? No, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a, what he just said. I think it's a lot of complications that has to do with Carrie. And like we find out later in the episode, how maybe, um, maybe Sandy wouldn't have died mm-hmm. had Carrie not been there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that all of this kind of plays into the fact that Quinn hold, not holds resentment, but has a lot of struggles when it comes to fakes and Carrie and dealing with Carrie. But yeah. he's still always there for her. He still seems to care about her, even though he doesn't want to be around right. her. Right. I think at the end of the day, he he has her best interest in mind. He just, if he could choose, he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we go on with Quinn, I also want to bring up Saul, just because we, we get to see Saul in the very beginning, too. He also has a similar kind of relationship with Carrie, where Carrie doesn't seem to want to talk to him in the beginning, because yeah. Yeah. we see him in the private sector. He he's a company man too, so it's it's a funny scene where he's with the government and he's here to promote his uh, security program, his uh, task force that he has, and here he is actually giving the government advice. Right, and he's off in another zone. And I want to bring this up too because I mentioned this earlier. The first time we see him with his wife, he misses a dinner mm-hmm. that was set yes. up, and he apologizes. It's the same Saul that we saw last season. He's, so even though he's in the private sector, he still missed a dinner. Yeah, yeah, and I he missed it. Her. And he missed it for the government. He yes. missed it to to do his meeting with the government. And I just yeah. I instantly was like, so that's when I kind of got the the tip. I think we also had the like, okay, this is going to be a storyline again. Yeah. And she said, you know, you said we'd do New York for three years mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Such a nice yeah. apartment over there they're at. They're going to get so a place nice. on. Yeah. Holy, they got yeah. space. Yeah. It's a nice. nice. beautiful little place and, and yeah. you know, has a chance to rest and relax. But, you know, again, Saul, kind of like Carrie, company man, can't really sit still. 
Yeah. He can't sit still at all. He wants to be involved. And, and uh, you know, he cares about the government so much that he's willing to. He actually said the best salesmen are the ones that were also honest, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's just brutally honest to the government and telling them about their 14 war, one-year wars as opposed to one 14-year war. I love that line. It Not was... Not a 14-year war we've been waging, but a one-year war waged 14 times. Yeah. That yes. struck... Oh, I think we all, like, were like, yeah, let me um, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So uh, we definitely see Saul trying to cope with private life living you know being yeah. at home so very very interesting but you know what the next time that we saw Saul kind of piggybacking off of what you said is when he's looking at the YouTube video yeah. getting stomped and you see the wife kind of like go in and she's just watching him and he's just so into it and doesn't mm-hmm. notice mm-hmm. that she's there yeah so he's very still he's very much still ingrained and interested in Absolutely. His former life. Absolutely. So we're going to bounce around a little bit here just to get to the major points. But one scene I do want to bring up before we get to like, I want to get to Sandy, especially from that first Mm -hmm. hour, because that was just amazing. I want to talk about the pilot who actually confronts Carrie in the bar, because that was another really awesome scene. And, And I think as meticulous as... Carrie was in the very beginning trying to figure out whether or not she should bomb this place. It, it goes to show the ramifications even amongst her own people. Yeah. Uh, at, when she carries out an order like that. And, and even though, uh, the public out in the Middle East thought it was a drone attack, it obviously wasn't. It was a pilot who actually got to shoot, you know, to bomb this wedding and kill these 40 people. And I think that's interesting because she, you know, when you, when she gave the order, it's just smash 11, smash 12, bomb. The, you know the yeah. farmhouse, but then she finally puts a name, puts a face to the code name or whatever yeah. his yeah. secret name is. And I thought that that was a very interesting scene because she was kind of facing her demons mm-hmm. in a foreshadowing way. Yeah, Absolutely. well, and the fact that he even referenced, he's like, "Look, I, you know, I got misinformation. I had to bomb and kill four Canadian soldiers." Just yeah. for, so it's like a pattern in his life. So mm-hmm. I can understand him being like that. I can't believe he spoke to her the way he did. Yeah. And she responded that way. And no one around takes note of this. Like, not some <laughs> Yahoo at the bar. Nobody yeah. playing pool. Like, that's nobody pretty, notices yeah. this man in uniform is cussing out this lady and she does it back. I wonder if that's a government bar or something. That it kind of like, seemed like it sounded like, like, like American still, music. Yeah. But no other guy or nobody in there is going to be like, well, hold, you don't talk to a lady that way. Like, hello. Yeah. No, I don't so know. Rude. That, that, that was kind of an interesting. Do you think he comes back into play? Uh, I don't think so because I, unless, uh, I don't see any reason why I would come back into play. He was somebody following orders and it was a scene to show that even, show that even, button. even with all, I mean, she's obviously tormented over because yeah. her reaction was mm-hmm. to pretty much tell him to F off. Right away. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of FUs in this uh, show. People reacting with a lot of little yeah. FUs in this show. Um, yeah. I think it, if anything, that scene was to show to Carrie how affected she really was by it and the fact that she didn't take that bombing as lightly as it might have seen in the very beginning when it was just like, yeah. On the mm-hmm. screen in the background, but I think that's an amazing. I think I think what I love about this show is it doesn't make it as. I mean, people might think of the U.S. as the enemies, but I think it, it definitely shows both sides in a very different light mm-hmm. and shows yeah. the complexity and the conflict that people struggle with when it comes to these kinds of decisions that they make. Like Carrie yeah, had to make geez. at the beginning of the show. But uh, regardless, part of the reason why all of this is going down is because we have a new character, an amazing new character named Ion who's played by Suraj Sharma, who, if you recognize him, he was actually Pi from The Life of Pi, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. Okay, I thought he looked kind of familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is going to be a reoccurring character, yeah. and he was at the wedding. He is related to uh, uh, Haskani, 
and uh, and he was one of the few survivors from the bombing. And a uh, very interesting character. He obviously, again, very interesting. He's not your typical, uh, Lockhart said it later on. It's like, this guy actually makes some sense. He's, uh, he's more rational. He's yeah. level-headed. Well, and he's what made it feel a little 24-esque for me was his involvement in the show. The way they watched him, the way they looked at him with the drone, and he looks back up. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. The way they even, you know, on the campus, that he's what made it feel 24-esque to me, the yeah. way he's kind of become involved. But I do like it. I like that it's something else that's operating. And as we saw in the teasers, oh my gosh, yes. it's going to yes. be such a big part of the show. Obviously. And and in the very beginning, I was wondering what side he was playing on when he looked up at the drone that was shooting him by yeah. all those dead kind bodies. Kind of like, are you going to come back? It was kind of like, you know, like a little like, I'm going to get you type yeah. of thing for a second. Well, but- let's talk about how much that zoom, that drone zoomed in. And I... I have crazy. friends in the crazy. military who say they can literally read a postage stamp from drones. Like, that's if you set a postage, postage stamp on the ground... Yeah. The drones can read. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure you, this is not like not common knowledge. People know this, but still, mm. the fact like that's realistic. What they were doing is yeah. like zooming in on his mm-hmm. face. Well, we saw that a little bit in 24 when we yeah, did but it just that day. still blows my mind. It still, I think that was a very creepy scene to have someone just stare. I, I don't know who was yes. more creep. It was what was more creepy that the drone could get that close to him, or he's just staring up and like going right through the satellite right into that room and it was just like freaking yeah. everybody yeah. out it was such a creepy little scene and it, for a second I thought oh god this guy's gonna be like the new figurehead or he's gonna be a bomber or something and uh, what we see that he just wants to live a normal life he goes to school he's mm-hmm. studying to be a, a doctor of some sort at least and uh, his roommate Raheem seems to be more of the um, venture capitalist yes uh, <laughs> venture capitalist <laughs> trying to capitalize on this yeah. idea uh, capitalize on the fame capitalize on the anger yeah and mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to, and and we see this video uh, that uh, when when uh, Ayan's going home of the of the wedding, which incidentally everybody has an iPhone. We were talking about that. Everyone seems yeah. to have an iPhone, no yeah. matter who you are. A three GS, a four, or a four S, which were the prevalent iPhone models. <laughs> <laughs> and we see this really this video of a wedding celebration, and we see a shot of Ayan. He grabs the phone, turns it around to uh, the women who were holding it, who we're guessing might have been his mom or his mm-hmm. sister because he mentioned them. And then we see the explosion. Yeah. Really, really terrible scene. And uh, he wants to keep it hidden, or at least he who wants to keep it for himself. Raheem knows about the video. He wants to blast it because he feels the Americans need to to pay for this. Mm-hmm. He, they need to, people need to know what the Americans did. And uh, Ayan just doesn't want the notoriety. He's afraid mm-hmm. of the trouble it's going to bring. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Raheem, yeah, he just seems to be in it for who knows what reasons mm-hmm. and uh, starts this whole thing off with Ayan. Now he's a public figure and now he's being followed by one, one journalist, but still Still, it's enough for him to get, um, you know, attention. You know, I thought that interview with the journalist was so interesting, the way that he responded to the question about his family being killed. And he was like, how is that any different than what we did to that man being Sandy? Mm -hmm. And I I love that he was so level-headed and saw that it was basically the same thing. It was, was, I mean, it was bigger with 40 murders but you were still killing innocent people it's a great it's a great soundbite i don't know if it's a great soundbite if you're living in the middle of pakistan yeah uh yeah because obviously there were people who feel very differently and i think uh i think he gets to see we see later on in the episode he gets to see both sides of it people who are um you know who don't want any part of it who feel like he's a terrorist because of his association to his uncle and then people on the other side who who want to see him probably more as a figurehead who probably want to use his him manipulate him for their cause for that their must, jihad. That must be just such a hard position to be in because I can understand, <laughs> what, like 
I can understand not wanting to be associated with him because he's associated with a family. It's guilt by association. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Completely. Absolutely. And we also see just the, we'll touch upon it maybe at the very end, but we see, uh, Raheem obviously gets him in trouble. We see at the very end. I, I, I yeah. love how Raheem didn't get in trouble. It was like he got yeah. threatened, but Raheem, I saw Raheem getting interviewed too, but I guess he wasn't seen. Uh, but we do see that at one point, uh, Ayan takes all these, um, all these, all this medicine of some sort. You were writing it down. I don't know if you were looking it up. I, I didn't have a chance to write it down. But took all the stuff out of his dorm room and was hiding it someplace. Yeah, it was. It was like I A Zeron or something. My yeah. dad's a physician, so I, I texted him, and he didn't even know what it was. Okay. He said there's something similar that's like a testosterone. Okay. And when I looked it up online, there was something that looked like that medicine. In a foreign language, but mm-hmm. it said testosterone next to it. So, so interesting. So I don't know if that has something to play, or maybe he was just afraid of getting robbed. No, it's definitely. Yeah, they, def- they showed the names of the like on the stuff, the yeah. serum. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna come into play. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what it is. All right, let's move along because uh, there's a lot to cover still. But let's talk about Sandy because this is the point where you said it started to feel really, really typical Homeland or 24S like when yeah. when Sandy mm-hmm. got outed by who knows what it could Anxiety. have been his source yep. but he got outed it was on the screen at the airport when Carrie and Quinn oh. saw it and we saw this amazing scene he obviously was out on the field nobody knew about it he was being very secretive because he had this contact that he was deleting X. the texts X. X on the iPhone yeah. and he's going to meet iPhone them 4S. on the iPhone 4S and uh, he's he has the keys to this room that he's going to meet Which, the source when in. those keys don't work that's when I was like oh stuff's You're about done. to get it's Real. a setup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. felt he was a goner. I totally felt... I did not... I didn't think he'd be a goner. And when the woman opened the door... And she I was like, you're dead. And you're like, done. That's, yeah. that, that's that like, like cliche, like, Wild yes. Wild West scene where people are like, oh, there's going to be a shootout. I want to get out of it, you know? Yeah. But uh, really high intensity, really, really crazy. I actually, I, for some reason, I just felt he was going to be gone when I when he first left the place. I'm like, something's weird here. But, he should have brought um, a hat. He should have brought yeah. a hat. Or Bro, sunglasses. Yeah, bring a Actually, hat. When he first escaped and he was running through laundry, I thought the smart thing would have been to grab the typical thing, grab something, put it over yeah, your head. Yeah, or take your, put your what? gun underneath your undershirt and I take agree. your jacket and tie it around your head. Like, yeah, dude, change your outfit at take least. Take your pants off. I know. He was what? not very smart about that. <laughs> not very smart. Do something. Yeah. And uh, we see for a moment, I mean, we see <laughs> we see the intensity out in the street and yeah. we uh, notice that, uh, you know, Carrie and Quinn come to save the day for what we think is the moment. But they get stuck. What I thought was crazy was that people lifted up the car so it couldn't go anywhere. I've was, never seen that I've before. That was, that, yeah. That I've was never seen that scary. Again. That was, that I, freaked me out. I was like, yeah, just go in you first. You do that. I didn't know you could do that. But like, for real, that's when, and I thought at that moment, they should have just like either like jumped up and down or like rocked the car, like get traction, mow people over if you have to. I know that sounds terrible, but like yeah. get out, get out of there at all costs. Mm. No, it's totally crazy. And, uh, yeah. I think what's really interesting, I mean, first of all, Corey Stoll should never do a scene with a, with, with, that involves a car. Agreed. <laughs> because this and House of Cards, he does not do Jeez. well in cars. Uh, but what R. a R. crazy, Peter Russo. what a crazy scene to see him. I yeah, mean, to see yeah. everyone just attacking and breaking in. Uh, there's no extra gun in the back for Carrie. They only have that one gun. And I noticed, I, I saw this episode twice. Have we not had, where is this gun, by the way, that was in the back seat? I don't know. Where is this That's gun? interesting too. I wonder if that has something to do, because there's something weird going on that there was no gun back there but what I also thought was interesting was uh, Quinn well we could talk definitely more about this Quinn hesitated 
I, I, you might not notice it, but if you watch it again, he hesitates before he takes the first shot, and it's only when someone's practically already in, like they're halfway in the car. Like he, trying you to once once you do range. that, you can't go back. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, because I know, I know he's just conflicted, and I feel like at that point, he was still waiting, trying to figure out a way out, and then he finally took that first shot. It was it was like right. a, a two-second Well, wait. full yeah. circle to come back when they finally pull back up to the embassy, and he's like, give me a minute. No, I need a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was directly related to his hesitation yeah. and the reasons for it. But, uh, but yeah, so we see him get pulled. We see Sandy get pulled out and just mobbed. Uh-huh. And Carrie's like, let's go get him. And, uh, and Peter's Quinn's like, like no, he's gone. Can't. He's gone. We yeah. gotta go. And, and they leave. So we, we notice that this is probably gonna become an issue later on in the season. There's definitely yeah. gonna be a lot of talk about this because mm-hmm. obviously, uh, Carrie said she's gonna report on it that she felt they could have done something. And Quinn is dealing with the ramifications of this. Uh, what do you think? Do you think I mean, based on that scene, I would not have gone out there. When you have 30-something-plus people surrounding the car, I don't know what you could do. With bricks and poles and rocks and other sharp objects? Hello. Yeah. How did no one, how did no one in that crowd have a gun? This is what I understand. When, when Sandy first walks down, he pulls out his gun. He's got people coming at him from both sides. First of all, he pulls this move like he's a superhero. Like yeah, he's gonna, like, like he's gonna Ariugan both of them with some powers or whatever. But like he pulls out his gun and no one else has a gun. That blew my mind. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, I would think that they have some kind of gun control laws. I mean, it's a little crazy Still. over there. Anyone with a gun is probably considered a terrorist walking out in the street <laughs> yeah. for all you know. I mean, seriously, by no, the police yeah. or whatever, trying to control the peace. I'm sure they, they have some laws against that. Yeah. But really, really crazy scene. We see, let's just, uh, you know, let's move along to, uh, to talk about Quinn some more because Carrie and Quinn end up going back with the body of Sandy, uh, R.I.P. Sandy, uh, back to the D.C. to meet up with Lockhart. Yeah. And Quinn just spirals into a really, really interesting way. He really gets all quick. He gets real drunk. Really drunk. He goes, Jason Bourne on the guys at the freaking Waffle House. Yeah. My gosh. And and that manager, played by, uh, I believe, Emily Walker. I think I wrote her name, but I couldn't find her on IMDb. Who's going to come back into play, guaranteed. For sure. Yep. Well, we'll see. I mean, because I have a feeling Quinn's going to be going back to the Middle East. But um, Bet money she comes back. All right. In. We'll see about that. What were you betting before on 24? Betting I can't shots? remember. I can't remember. But anyway, so... So we see her as the manager of the apartment complex that yep. uh, that he paid in advance for, and then we cut to a sex scene. First sex scene Peter Quinn's ever been. Lauren, oh my God, Millie, where are you, <laughs> Lauren? Um, I don't think she wanted to see that. You guys are kind of like, whoa. Or does yeah, she want to was... see it in a backwards? Yeah, they just caught me off guard. That was a little like, yeah, I did not expect. Allude that. to it. You don't have to like give us like the full on picture. <laughs> well, she wasn't naked allude, or like, anything. It was just it was underwear. Show like a bra flying across the room and then go to black, <laughs> fade to black. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. Just just meant to be as shocking as Sandy's death. Well, was. but it also is shocking for a reason because they want us to show how quickly Quinn just spiraled out of control. Not that there's anything wrong with whatever, but it just like the really like his he went full yeah. on. Yeah. Well, we definitely saw that when he actually beat up on those guys in the diner to uh, you know to to protect his new girlfriend, yeah. you know, more or less, because they were teasing her. But I think what's just as interesting... By the way, I love that. I hate guys like yeah. that. Oh, me too. I love when there's... An, I hate injustice more than anything, and I love when there's justice. Oh, and I was about, yeah. my favorite. And even though he was spiraling out of control when he did beat those guys up, I thought that was so great that he stuck up for her in that way. Yeah. That's the other thing. He's so noble. I mean, she was even yes. like, after the day, at the morning after, she's like, look, I, I get it. You were drunk. And, and he took if her you to want, breakfast. He took her to breakfast. She was shocked when he's like, I'm going to grab breakfast. She was like... 
Yeah. He wanted to hear yeah, her. Like he that. wanted to listen to her. I mean, he was yeah. just really, really care. I mean, she she wrote that little note at the very end that said, yeah, cool. "No one ever fought for yeah. me before." With the little lipstick on it, and I thought that was really I touching. That was so sweet. That was a really touching. Soup sweet. Yeah, but but Hashtag. Quinn but Quinn goes to jail. Carrie gets him out, and then later on, we discover Carrie's trying to bring. Once Carrie gets the uh, the job at Islamabad, she's trying to bring uh, Quinn back, yeah. but he doesn't want to go back. So right now, he's in a bit of a still there. But I think that I actually think that letter. Um, no one ever fought for me before. I think he can relate that to Carrie as well, because Carrie mm. is standing for him and mm-hmm. wants him on her side. So I think that might come back. That's an interesting. To get play, him back. I know? kind of, when I saw that note, I thought, oh, you know, this is going to be what convinces him to go back for yeah. Carrie. Mm-hmm. No, totally. absolutely. I think I think that is. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Carrie back in the states. First of all, she's a terrible mom. Let's just uh, let's oh just God, get that horrible. out of the way. It's yeah. obvious she's avoiding. She's having all these scenes with her sister, and uh, I mean, you, you, I didn't notice it because I'm, I'm not. I, I don't have a kid, but you know, she puts the, she puts Franny in the front seat, which you're not supposed to do. How did yeah, no that one was say anything about? It? I thought that for sure, like somebody jogging on the corner or that homeboy that was in the archives. What's his yeah. name? Paris. Uh, Paris. 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 I thought somebody would be like, "Are you an idiot?" <laughs> I think that the reason they did all the stuff with the baby, though, with Franny, and like even the bathtub scene where yeah. she, you know, contemplates, which made me almost sick to my stomach. Because we need to feel on the fence about Carrie. Mm-hmm. We need to feel on the fence about somebody, and obviously it has to be the main character of the show. Yeah. And that's that's the crux of the reason that I don't trust Carrie is because of we see these kind of behind-the-scenes things. While she's making decisions that are important, and apparently she's doing it the right way, Yeah, she's making these scenes in her real life that are not okay. That bath time scene, I that was, I was creepy. so yeah. disgusted and, by yeah. her. I mean... Mm. That absolutely no absolutely really awful and obviously she's having issues she she uh at first says she's only in town for a few days but then lockhart grounds her says yep. she's staying <laughs> so her sister must be really hating her it's like i'm staying for a couple of days no i'm staying for good no i'm leaving on the next plane yeah. so uh definitely we we'll probably get to see her sister deal with the, with the child a little bit more yeah. uh in, in this scene but lockhart is keeping carrie because he wants her to be accountable for what happened because she's the only person at this point sandy was the one that would have been accountable but mm-hmm. she gets to stay question for you Yes. yes. Does Lockhart make it through the end of the season? No, I don't I think, think so. so at all. Not not dead or alive, but in his current I, I, position. In his current no. position, no, no, no. We'll definitely. Talk. I know we can talk about predictions, but still, yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, so Carrie, in a way, to get back to Islamabad, uh, is trying to figure out this whole thing with Sandy. Realizes there's something up. She wants to figure this out and finds Harris over at Archives, who was an agent who came to the states and was grounded. And uh, by the way, he was played by uh, Adam. Uh, oh God, a fantastic actor, though. Yeah, yeah Adam Godley. Really I believe his name is. I wrote it really weird. He was also Elliot Schwartz on Breaking Bad. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So really awesome actor. And uh, we find out just to get to the chip to the point that he was actually a really good agent who came back with intel about an intelligence leak. About a leak. And Lockhart kept him here. This because, and that's the yeah. main reason why I don't think Lockhart makes it. Oh because yeah. Because once we learn that, it's but. really interesting about Lockhart. Thanks, because because uh, Lockhart seemed kind of capable at the very beginning, and yeah. now all of a sudden yes. it's like no. And we see Dar Dara Don talking to Saul, trying to get Saul back I in. Love too. I would love if Saul went back to the Saul series. takes it, and Dara Dahl moves into an official position. I would Ooh, love that'd be good. I would totally love to see that too. Yeah. I think it's totally possible. But yep. so here, let's let's just narrow. We have very limited time here, so let's just go to what the big questions are right now. Okay. So Sandy has a source. We don't know who the source is, but he's been giving them American intel, which is a traitorous act, mm-hmm. as Carrie brought up to uh, Lockhart to go back to Islamabad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who is the source? 
did that source why did that source give that information about um about the the wedding to bomb the wedding was that for ulterior motives on his end was he like giving the US enough information to establish a rapport and then did something maybe like he had yeah. beef with H- Hassani or yeah, Hassani like yeah. or his name is uh Hassani 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 I believe it is yeah. uh excuse me if i messed the name up Hassani there's a lot going on here but anyway uh yeah so i have a feeling uh, maybe we'll save that for predictions but so yeah. we have that and then also so, uh, so who's the source, mm-hmm. right? Who it was, was Sandy set up? Okay. Those are the two probably big questions. Uh, what is Lockhart giving, what information has Lockhart given away to, yes, uh, to them? That's my biggest yes, question. Yeah. yeah. Who is the masked man, or I don't know if he was masked, but who was the guy who ended up confronting Ion at the very end? Yeah. Like, came in his room in the middle right. of the night. Yeah. Cause I feel like he's going to come into play. Yeah. Don't they touch on that though? And I, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. So yeah, we get to see more of this mysterious guy. Mm-hmm. Are there any other questions? Cause I know they're going to wrap us up really soon. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, as far as Quinn, is he going to stay in that relationship or is, is Quinn going to have a baby with said manager lady? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lauren is probably like, cause Lauren's just rolling around right now. Like, I can't believe it. But, uh, any other, any, anything else before we move on? on uh to uh any uh, to news and gossip no those are the main questions i do have one more question is there's got to be one more uh major player on the good side mm-hmm. i think and mm-hmm. i want to know who it's going to be if it's somebody that's been established or somebody that we haven't even met yet but i want to i'm really curious to see who they because there's there's got to be one more in the fold. well we we know uh you know this might be a spoiler so i'm just going to say it so close your ears for, that farah comes back Farrah hasn't yeah, been in the first two scenes. Yeah, they bring back some of the old guys. So Farrah does come back. Uh, as far as any of the other recurring members, I don't know if anyone else really comes that. back. So maybe that's what I'm... Maybe they... Well, she, uh, you know, she she wasn't a major, major player, but she she's going to be needed in the Middle East. She's yeah. definitely going to be needed out there. Uh, so with that, we got, I think, one little news and gossip note that you had, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a character on the show. <laughs> Even though he's dead now. Yeah, Corey Stahl actually um, got engaged. I think I read that he got engaged earlier in September, but it was just confirmed today. <laughs> yeah. So he's engaged to Nadia Bowers, which okay. was his long Congrats, time. Man. Yeah, Congratulations, so congrats, man. Congratulations, Corey. That's awesome. Yes. Night to, what a night to confirm it. What on a night, night to confirm he dies it. on national TV. And, and please stop getting yourself killed on political thrillers. Come on, man. Starting, hey, come on. You're starting to turn into the Sean Bean of political thrillers, <laughs> really. So, uh, he's a you're an actor, awesome yeah. actor. I want to see more of you. I know he's in The Strain also, so I believe he's still alive in that he's one. He's killing it right yeah, now. Yeah, he's killing it. So, yeah, he's an amazing, amazing actor. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, well, he's being killed. But good enough. So let's move on. I think that's all we have for news and gossips. Let's move on to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz. It's so quiet. (laughs) So eerie for Halloween. Such an eerie one. Okay, great. So, uh, who wants to go first? Lexi, Um, ladies first. Ladies first? All right. Um, Pimping around? You know, I, I, I don't, I'm really nervous to see what happens with Ion. I hope that he, I, I kind of would like to see him become an asset for the CIA mm-hmm. and for him to take the good side. But those guys, whoever they were who came into his apartment, yeah. I kind of feel like his roommate, what was it, Raheem? Raheem. I kind of feel like Raheem might have sold him out because mm. you see him in the doorway at the end yeah. after those guys leave and he's kind of just like yeah. smiling was creepily. He, smi- uh, I, he, he had a, he had a look that said something other than I think that, oh my gosh, I like I think he knew about it. Because wouldn't really? you, if you were a roommate and your apartment just got broken into, wouldn't you freak out? Oh my gosh, yeah. And he was untouched, he was calm. Mm. I think something's up with him. Okay, interesting. 
What do yeah. you think, Danny? Uh, I'm going to agree with you there, 100%. I do think uh, Saul gets out of the private sector. Yeah. I think Saul takes over Lockhart's job by the end of the season. And uh, I do think that Carrie's baby comes big into play. Okay, interesting. I'm not sure about the baby because I feel like most of this season is going to be in the Middle East. So I'm Only not sure because about they that. alluded to her taking the baby to the, to the Middle East that's at one true. point. That's true. Well, yeah. that's true, too. But definitely Peter and Carrie, I think at some point the relationship's finally going to materialize. We're going to see that. I really do think that whoever this source is, there was a reason why they wanted that bombing to happen yeah. and it was for their it was for their purposes not to promote the US so it was their way of possibly getting rid of Sandy uh, and also and also just getting rid of a target perhaps that was I have a feeling we're going to find out that Hakani was not not the evil mastermind that he set out to be. That maybe he was changing. Maybe he was actually, yeah. maybe he was shifting. And the the actual extremists probably wanted him dead, so mm. they decided to hmm. bomb him. And this way, they get the U.S. in trouble for bombing a wedding, and to get rid of one of their people who might Ooh. be defecting. That's a good prediction. So I think that's going to be really huge. And uh, and there was some other stuff, but you know I can't think of it right now just because we got the outro music and we know we got to run. We did two hours in about forty five minutes, so that's really good. Uh, guys, if you uh, want to continue the conversation, please uh, talk to us on iTunes. You can rate us. We'd love five stars. It really helps us get cast members and whatever else on the show, too. And we'd love to read your comments. Also, you can comment on YouTube or on our AfterBuzz TV site as well. Or tweet us. Or tweet yeah. us. In fact, where can we find you guys on Twitter? You can tweet me at Danny Hoyt, D-A-N-N-Y-H-O-Y-T. That's my Facebook and my Instagram and everything. You can find me on everything at Lexi Hammesfar, H-A-M-M-E-S-F-A-H-R. Okay, awesome. And you can find you can find Thaddeus, who will be here next week on uh, GQ Jedi, GQ Jedi on Twitter, and you can find me on Twitter as well at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and you can find us all here in other shows. I'm doing Walking Dead. I'm doing I'm doing Blacklist. SNL in an Mom's hour. Dance yeah, Moms. Yeah. So lots of shows you can choose from from here. But uh, if you want to catch more Homeland, please tune in next week for another episode. It's going to be really exciting this season. I know it. Thanks a lot. Congrats, Corey. Yay. Woo. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.